Hey, Pittsburgh. There are some incredibly creative people around our city, and we're here to meet them, learn what they do, and how they create. I'm Alan Fear, and this is the Pittsburgh Creators Podcast. tonight with uh jared pasco jared how you doing i'm good thanks for having me alan really excited to be here this should be fun for our listeners who might not be really familiar can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're up to these days yeah absolutely Uh, my name is jared pasco and i'm a pittsburgh-based talent agent and screenwriter like you mentioned um my day job is working as the agency director at the doherty agency Uh, We represent models, actors, voiceover talent um, in the Pittsburgh, Ohio, and West Virginia region. Um, I'm from Pittsburgh originally. Um, I went to college at Queen Park. Um, Then I moved to New York City, and I worked at a uh, talent agency there. New York spit me up and chewed me out and spit me up, and I came back to Pittsburgh, worked in uh, production, actually, commercial production, some film production. Then I spent some time in Los Angeles doing theater casting. After I came back to Pittsburgh, uh, got my talent agent job, I met my husband, we bought a house, I felt sort of stable. Um, And I stabilized a little bit and I um, was able to scratch that creative itch and sort of pursue writing a little bit more. When I was younger, uh, we didn't have a a TV at home, so I read a whole lot. And uh, I would read a book and I would like really like it. And then I would move over to my typewriter and I would type my version of what I just read. And then I got older. And it sort of went to the wayside a little bit. I went to college. I didn't want to, you know, do screenwriting or creative writing. I wanted a job. So I ended up studying PR. Um, And so I took a playwriting class. That was my first segue back into uh, the writing arena. And taking classes was super important to me uh, just because I, from my day job, see people who could benefit from training and learning the fundamentals of what they're trying to do. You know, there's definitely a difference between the people who train and don't. So I definitely knew I wanted to train. And then um, I ended up taking classes at UCLA Writers Program. When you went to UCLA, uh, were you in California or were you working or were you going doing online stuff from Pittsburgh? Yes. So it was both. It was um, I did part part of it in L.A. and then I did part of it online. You know, I know we've been all online for the past couple of years, but I there's one hundred and ten percent of difference in person versus online because uh the meeting the writers community in person that I met at UCLA has still segues and fuels my writing now. You know, I'm in a writers group with people I've met at UCLA. Um, So the in-person community when I was out there definitely has helped me develop work. Getting into your work a little bit. I actually, today I just watched uh, Meet Mavis. It's wonderful. 
Uh, it's so funny. <laughs> it, th- uh, it seems like a lot of your work is informed by, you know, the Pittsburgh area, the Rust Belt, yeah. um, maybe your own personal experiences growing up and around Pittsburgh. Yeah. I'm interested to see, you know, when you're working with, um, you know, or learning from writers from around the world, are, are people very receptive to it when you're like, hey, this is my experience in, in Pittsburgh, which seems to be somewhat of a unique um, experience for a lot of people growing up in this area compared to say California, you know, or, you know, the West coast in a lot of ways. Yeah. And, and that's an interesting question. And for honestly, for a long time, I would sort of, you know, my grandfather was a steel worker. My other, right. gran- my other grandfather uh, worked at GE and like one of their factories. So yeah. I, I have very much a working class background And that's something that I really didn't understand or embrace until I started writing. And I was like, you know, and it it kept coming out. And I'm like, this is really interesting. Um, And when I present the stories, because I do very much uh, lean into the working class background, I lean into the queer background. And I think that it's important to tell the stories of working class queer people, working class people in general, but working class class queer people, because we're often presented as, you know, aspirational or people who brunch with Carrie Bradshaw in Sex and the City, you know? So I feel like there's a deficit in that sort of storytelling, but I do think that um, people will respond to a story regardless of where it's set based on the personal connection you're able to create. Uh So, so meeting Mavis, for example, um, you know, that was very much based on my working class grandmother. And, but I had people from all backgrounds respond to that. And they're like, I know a Mavis, you know? So it really is finding that like common thread. Let's take a quick break to talk about this podcast and how you can support our endeavors to showcase Pittsburgh's creators. The Pittsburgh Creators Podcast is supported by the Pittsburgh Creators Project. You can learn more at www.pittsburghcreators.org. Reach out through our website for more information about how you can sponsor an episode and keep hearing from creatives in Pittsburgh. If you know a creator we should speak to, let us know. Back to the interview. Tell us a little bit about your creative process. Obviously, we talked a little bit about just in, informational kind of things and things that inform you. Um, what what does it actually look like when you sit down and start writing? Because I'm sure the blank page sometimes can be daunting. So yeah, you know, um, my process is pretty fluid. It it uh, it depends on the project. It's a, you know, like I said, my my I'm in two writers groups currently, and um, we workshop new work together. And having those groups weekly kind of keep keeps me on task to continue writing pages in regards to, you know, my process. Sometimes I'll outline and be very much a stickler about this is the way the story will happen. And sometimes it'll be more instinctual where I'm, I'm writing and the, the, so I will feel when the story should turn. I think a lot of, um, newer writers kind of get caught up in the the whole process because we're taught outlining and all of this stuff. And then you get to the first 10 pages and it doesn't look like how you want it to look. So you just stop. I've 
seen that so many times where people are like, this isn't what I want to be writing and then just, you know, stop. So I think the key to, at least in my opinion, and for me, is just sort of be fluid to what the project dictates for you. Now, um, are, so when you, when you set out to write a work, um, is it, is it generally from, you know, like your own inspiration, like I have this idea and I want to, you know, flush this out or have people approached you about like, oh, we're really interested in maybe something that you have um, already like, oh, you know, do you have any existing scripts or are you working on something that we could see? Um, or is it kind of like a little bit of both or? Yeah. So I was really fortunate with my, uh, my first feature, which I finished last year, I started during 2020 and finished in 2021. Um, and I entered it into the nickel fellowship, which is the most prestigious screenwriting competition in the world. I did not know that when I entered, um, it is sponsored by the Academy of motion picture arts and sciences. Um, and my script uh, ended up placing as a semifinalist, which was the top, I think, 132 out of 8,000 submissions. Wow. And this this was my first feature, and I didn't realize, um, you know, what that meant. Um, and that landing in the nickel um, afforded me uh, a significant amount of meetings with literary managers and development executives and that sort of thing. So. Um, they all have asked me, what else have you written, you know, and, and that sort of thing. Um, I've heard that you should not write to the market. Like you should not write what somebody is like, Hey, you should do this. You should write what's true to you. What, what are some projects that you have going on right now? Um, are there things that are actually, that are in production or are, are you working on anything just in terms of writing? You have ideas or things that are going on or? Yeah. So I um, am not currently in production for anything, but yeah, so I'm, I'm working on, uh, you know, I, I just finished two feature scripts. One was the one that I was talking about that was supposed to be this very serious thriller and like, and it ended up being, you know, it's, it's about a group of podcasters who live live in New York City and uh, they travel to to the um, alien abduction capital of West Virginia to investigate a possible alien abduction. So, and it's just, it just ended up being like this sci-fi comedy, and I've never written sci-fi, but you know, it 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 just was ton of, tons of fun. And then at this at the same time, um, I wrote a more serious. Um, I would, I would call it like tax meets little miss sunshine. And, uh, it's, it's about an older gay man and a younger gay man. And, you know, just sort of what they can learn from each other, you know, general generationally. And, uh, that was important to me because I, I, I feel like, um, not to get too serious, but I feel like I stand on the shoulders of a lot of people who fought for a lot of things who weren't able to appreciate them. Um, so I sort of wanted to delve into that a little bit where the two generations sort of meet and learn from each other. So um, you have a day job, you have these creative pursuits 
um, in terms of script writing and, and, you know, just the writers groups and everything else, how, how do you, how do you keep excited about it? How do you reinvigorate yourself? Because obviously, I mean, it's, there's a lot of work that goes into all of it, you know, um, how, how do you stay fresh with everything? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's an excellent question. Um, I, I think that I really like watching movies and TV and I always have, even when I didn't have a TV growing up, I would always, I was obsessed with it. So when I do need to recharge or, cause, uh, the thing about screenwriting is it's a lot of problem solving, right? You know, it's like, Oh, I wrote myself in a corner. How do I figure it out? But I do find that recharging my batteries by watching something that's really good, mm-hmm. you know, like, wow, I didn't expect that. I didn't see that coming. Um, you know, taking, taking time off to walk away from something and come back with new eyes. I'm always fascinated by how people choose um, what they view and what they choose to consume and how that impacts where where they're going with their own creative work that you're like, this is the movie or this is the TV show. What's on the top of that list? I loved, loved, loved Moonlight. I really, really liked Moonlight and how quiet it was Yeah, and just how human it was like it didn't i i really like those movies that like address a lot of issues without addressing a lot of issues uh-huh. um so i really really thought that was extremely well done um another one that i really like is paper moon it's a really old one yeah uh-huh um and then also i like the bird cage and sister act you know so it's it's like either drama or, you know, comedy. It does, there's no in between. <laughs> if you had an ideal situation in terms of screenwriting, um, would it be writing for TV? Would it be writing for, you know, a full film script or? Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty open about that. A lot of people, you know, there's so much content being produced right now, you know. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't know how to answer that. I'm super happy um with my job now you know um but you know if i if i sell a feature script so so be it so where where can uh, we keep track of what you're up to um twitter yeah instagram twitter, uh twitter at red like the color pasco red pasco um and then my website is jaredpasco.com um and yeah all of my updates are there uh i currently because i've been writing um there's like a season of the year that's like contest fellowships and all of those announcements come out like in the fall so i've been putting in the work to place in those contests and fellowships later on this year so it's been kind of quiet on my website because i i've been doing the work uh it was very, very nice to speak with you this evening and uh, totally look forward to seeing a, a great future in everything that you do. So thank you. The Pittsburgh Creators Podcast is supported by the Pittsburgh Creators Project. You can learn more at www.pittsburghcreators.org. If you know a creator we should speak to, let us know by reaching out to us through our website. The podcast is produced and theme composed 
by Robert Traw. Special thanks to Greta Zewi and Jesse Noss of Red Cayman Studios here in Pittsburgh for their post-production work. I'm Alan Fear. We'll see you next time.